Welcome back to the Fellowship of the Boys podcast, and it's a little bit of a sad day today because this will be our final episode of the season, and we're never doing this again because this is for a language arts class, but we'd like to thank everybody who has tuned in and supported us. Um, never got that money, though. Don't forget the sponsors. Oh, and the sponsors. Uh really really big thanks to chicken and soup chicken soup because without chicken and soup you don't get chicken soup (laughs) what was that but yeah it's i mean it's a it's a bittersweet if if i could put it into a taste (laughs) um but to to end off the season we're gonna do a a little special and it's gonna be a 30 minute podcast instead of a regular 10 to 15 so twice twice the experience twice the fun if you're having fun but the kind of the okay so the template for today's podcast is to summarize slash review the past podcast so we'll be going back to our very first very first episode in the cz you know and we're just going from podcast one podcast two podcast three podcast four and of course it's about the fellowship of the ring written by J.R.R. tolkien part one of the trilogy lord of the rings written by J.R.R. tolkien you know um so if you don't remember what podcast one um is about or this is your first time hearing us um first you should probably go listen to it or if you don't want to do that the 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 the, what is it called the the theme the theme i guess not the theme yeah but basically we just talk about setting and sensory details Mm -hmm. um yep in our podcast, we originally talked about the Shire, the Hobbits, and the description of the setting, and we went into depth um, about some characters. But in today's podcast, we've added a little, a little, a little new, a new city, a little kingdom named called Riv- Rivendale. Yes, Rivendale. Yeah. And. The only reason why we didn't include that in our first podcast is we we didn't get that far in the book. But now that we have completed the completed, book. like we we have all read through the book, how many pages? Cov- is it? Covered we, a we, cover. We have read all uh, three hundred ninety-eight pages. Three hundred ninety-eight of the Fellowship of the Ring, written by J.R.R. Tolkien. Book one of the Lord of the Rings, written by J.R.R. Tolkien. And almost 400 pages. Almost 400 pages. We have, we have read this book cover to cover. And we're just going to share our knowledge with you about the book. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Or just Miss Johnston, because usually that's the only person who listens to it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, let's, let's, let's get, get into it. Oh, also, it's just me and Jared, because Dennis and Alex are on a Florida trip with their... ROTC buddies. Yep. We're stuck at school. Yeah. But (laughs) 
It'll be a, it'll be a doozy. Oh yeah. All right. We we'll just keep going. So today, uh, we are actually having a minor change of plan. We are going to be doing two of these sections, which will include the setting and the character development, which were our first and second podcasts. And Alex Dennis will be doing uh, thematic development and plot and trajectory, which are, were our third and fourth podcast, because they are not here today. Mm-hmm. So they will get to make it up. So the setting and sensory detail... Uh, from the first podcast, we basically went over uh, the Shire and uh, the the Hobbits and description of the setting and Bilbo and Frodo and basically how they interact and help build and describe the setting. Uh, what we are including today, new, which is new though, is we're including Rivendell, which uh, we have, like uh, Carter said, we haven't previously gone over because we hadn't gotten to that part of the book. But Rivendell, in the book... It is described as this wondrous uh, city full of just life and uh, happiness, for lack of a better word. And uh, the way that the author J.R.R. Tolkien, which wrote Fellowship of the Ring, which is the first book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy written by J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, he he basically he used Bilbo to um, really set the setting because after Frodo had woken up after getting stabbed by the Nazgul, which are the Black Riders, he was taken to Rivendell, and when he wakes up, he finds out that Bilbo was there, and this was the adventure that he was talking about that he wanted to go back to Rivendell, mm-hmm. and uh, after that, he saw he saw Bilbo and everything kind of like. It was everything was really happy all of a sudden, and so they make uh, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote uh, Rivendell in the book to be this really nice and wonderful place that all things are possible. And uh, the description of the setting, especially in the Shire, uh, the lush green hills and the the Hobbit holes. and the hobbits themselves just kind of going about their day and uh, just working and having fun and all that. Um, It really starts the book off with a really happy feel and uh, just kind of sets the tone that this book is going to be more of a happy and uh, not super sad uh, book. At least this one in the series, which is the uh, part one of the Lord of the Rings show that you written by J.R.R. Tolkien. You can really tell that nothing really bad happens in Bag End or the Shire. Um, they're really, they're really an isolated group of people, um, mostly doing like. I'd say like farm work. Yeah. Almost. Mm-hmm. They all they always like tend to have a garden at their home and yeah. always that's where they get their food. Like <coughs> and it's it's really like it's just everybody knows each other. It's a mm-hmm. it's a small town and, and like, there are other like sections of the Shire that are further away but yes. everyone's in, in quote bag, quote unquote related. Yes. Yeah. Um I mean, like, the way he describes the homes is just, like, 
it's just it's just a nice feeling it's like to get like it's like a way to like settle yourself in for yeah. a good book gives you a warm oh. like yeah warm fuzzy feeling kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's just like oh it's like nothing can happen to this innocent short hobbit yeah but I mean well do you know oh yeah if you guys have read the book uh, you do know that really hits the fan of, at, at a, mm, as they're running from the Nazgul um kind of going into the like the the residents of yeah. the hobbits or residents of the Shire my bad or the, the hobbits and um the hobbits are a interesting folk I must say um yes they're shorter than the uh they're they're a little shorter than a dwarf but more and and like thinner but sometimes they're more stout than a dwarf as well and while they don't wear they don't wear shoes because their feet have grown and evolved and become accustomed to uh, like the ground and the traveling and so their feet have thick leathery soles on the bottom of them so they're basically their feet are their shoes Mm -hmm. and on the top they are they've got large tufts of hair as well um it says in the prologue uh that their the hobbits are an unobtrusive but very ancient people meaning mm. that like they don't really disturb anybody yes that's what that's saying and it kind of just goes to show how peaceful and how well peace is like how, how peaceful yeah. um how, they can get and yeah. stay and that, that's what they that's what they want they don't want to like they don't like want to raid fight. other yeah they, they, they want to stay where they want they want to be safe yeah. and because and of that that's how they, they've lived so long mm-hmm. whereas the elves where they they live long lives the elves do they also uh, they're more uh, noticeable and you can there's more said about them because they have been t- they've taken part of major events in history throughout the throughout Middle Earth. That's kind of like um, not necessarily a third world country. Yeah. But it's definitely it's like it's definitely one of those where they don't want to they don't want to evolve technological. Yeah. You know, because it says they do do not and did not understand or like machines more complicated than a forge bellow, a water mill, or a hand loom. Yes. And that just goes to show that like they don't they don't really like change. They they if it they really live by the motto, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yes. Very well said. Now with the uh specific characters in uh the settings that develop the sensory detail for the setting, um we went over Gollum most of the time in our second podcast. Um, but today, for the last few minutes, we're going to go over uh, Frodo and Sam, Gandalf, uh, and Merry and Pippin, and basically how they all interact with each other uh, throughout um, The Hobbit. So as you know, Gollum was uh, Smeagol, and he killed his friend Deagle for the ring, and then after he killed his friend Deagle, he had run away, and then he became corrupted by the ring, 
and was uh, in The Hobbit, the uh, the book, uh, you find out that he had been hiding uh, in a mountain with uh, orcs uh, and goblins in it, and so that's how he would live. He would just eat the the orcs and goblins that fell through the through the mountain and into his domain at the bottom, and um, as he eventually gets out after Bilbo takes the ring from him um, and so Gollum is constantly on the search for the ring um, and until Frodo gets it and then Gollum uh, eventually finds Frodo and Sam and Merry and Pippin um, and they uh, all go on the journey together uh, to return the ring to Mordor um, the character that kind of started this whole adventure is definitely Bilbo, because, like, mm-hmm. what Jared just said is that he took the ring from Gollum, and Gollum's mm-hmm. on that constant search. And with the ring having a new owner, is definitely, it sends basically, I'd say, like, signals, or, like, it communicates with <coughs> the, not necessarily creator, but... Yeah, it, 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 it tells... Whenever it's used, it tells the Nazgul where the ring is so that they can bring it back to uh, to Sauron so mm. that uh, Sauron can become all-powerful again. Yes. And so kind of going into a description of Bilbo, um, the book says that it starts off with him saying that he would shortly be celebrating his 111st birthday. Yes. And that's... It's a pretty long time. Yeah, it's it's uh, in the book. It says that it is unusually long for a hobbit. Usually, they don't. Usually, they live. They've got the lifespan of about a, a person or like a human, and maybe a little bit longer, but generally not that long. Um, especially with it saying that he was extremely well preserved, and that's a, another thing that the ring can do to you, mm-hmm. is it can make you live longer. Yes. As long as you're in possession of it. It yeah. says at age 99, they began began to call him well-preserved. Yes. And unchanged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually at 99, like, my, my great-grandmother is 99. And wow. She can't drive. She can't, she's hella wrinkly. <laughs> Wait, she's wrinkly. <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah. It's like she lives in a, a foster, not foster home, uh, just like sen- a, a senior, senior living, home, senior living area. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when she wants to, she can't travel anymore because then she just like she just starts feeling bad, and that's all yeah. because of her age. <coughs> and for Bilbo to be called well preserved, mm-hmm. like that's that's pretty. That, that's something else. And uh, speaking of being old, that reminds me of Gandalf. 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 Ooh, Gandalf this this man this is, man is ancient. He was around. Uh, since the beginning of Middle Earth, there's a book called The Silmarillion, which J.R.R. Tolkien's son actually wrote, and it talks about the history of Middle Earth entire in its entirety. Uh, but anyway, Gandalf is the one that gets this adventure going. Uh, even though Bilbo started it, he never technically finished it. It just kind of slowed down and stopped and just kind of sputtered out um, until Gandalf came back and started it up again. Uh, with Frodo after uh, Gandalf makes 
Bilbo give Frodo the ring mm-hmm. um, so that Frodo can return it to Mordor. And then Merry and Pippin come in when uh, Frodo and Sam are leaving the Shire and Merry and Pippin find out and so they and then they join them on uh, the quest to return the ring to Mordor as well. You can really tell in like how well known Gandalf is in the Shire or, yeah. or Bag End because yep. everybody is cheering that when he arrives and it's like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. like are you you have like magic tricks basically. Yeah, he's just kinda like, he just they, like sending sparks out and stuff and making They don't know effects. like the like power that the he can full, do or yes. what, what he has done in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The full extent of his abilities. Yes. Yeah. And they just know him as the the wizard air yeah. quotes wizard that's yeah. what they but he's a mm-hmm. wizard or yeah. I guess another word could be magician yeah a magician that would be a good one yeah not necessarily an insult but mm-hmm. just you know yeah just what they would but, they would call him yeah but he plays along with it like yeah. he'll do like small tricks and stuff mm-hmm. but he won't do like what is thing and his what everybody <laughs> likes that Gandalf does is he brings these magnificent fireworks yes and mm-hmm. they're all excited because it's it's Bilbo's birthday party and it's kind yeah. of a big deal so they, they're mm-hmm. wondering they're they're worried about how big is this firework show going to be yes it was pretty big but yes it was quite large mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I think the the last firework that Gandalf or in the um Sorry, the last firework that went up in the air was that was it that dragon? It one? was a dragon, yeah. And mm-hmm. that was set off by, was it set off by Merry and Pippin? I think it was. Yes, I think it was set off by. It was either Merry and Pippin or uh, two other hobbits. I think it was Merry and Pippin. Yes, but that also kind of goes to show how tr- troublemaking Merry and Pippin yeah. are, or like how <laughs> like the the childish ways that they yes. have, like. Yeah. Because like I don't think I would go through someone's fireworks, especially and just set them off. Especially a, a wizard's fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it, re- it, turn, it turned into a uh, uh, yeah, it, a kind of um here. Um, the lights went out. A great smoke went up. It shaped itself like a mountain seen in the distance and began to glow at the summit. It spouted a green and scarlet flames. Um, it flew a red golden dragon. Not life-side, but terribly lifelike. And that just goes to show that Gandalf's fireworks are, you know... They're, they're pretty, ooh, pretty good. they're pretty good. But that's not that's not what Gandalf is known for outside yeah. of the Shire. That's yes. what he's known for in the Shire. Yes. Um, I, think, uh, I think we got our most stuff. Sam. Sam. Yes, Sam. Sam is one of Frodo's oldest and best friends um, Mm -hmm. in the time that they're together. And Sam even goes so far as to be the one to go with Frodo and Gollum to Mordor itself to return the ring, um, the ring of power. Um, And no matter what Frodo did or what happened, Sam was always there to stand by him and help protect him and uh, just keep his friend generally safe because um, Gandalf uh, had told Sam to keep Frodo safe so that he could complete this 
and Sam was even willing to go to the point of losing his life to keep his friends safe uh, so that Frodo can return the ring to Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the... Those are the two themes, or not the two themes, but those are the uh, two sections that we're talking about today. And uh, mm-hmm. later uh, in the week, um, Alex and Dennis will be finishing this up for us. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed it, even though we're very sad this is the last podcast. <laughs> um, not really, because this was a language arts assignment. <laughs> um we would like to also thank our sponsors, uh, Chicken and Soup, again, because without Chicken and Soup, there would be no Chicken Soup. Also, Chicken Soup as a sponsor, not just Chicken and Soup. Yes, yes. Chicken Soup. Chicken Soup, yes. And we'd also like to thank uh, Meat Stick and Pear and uh, Bok Choy. We'd also like so, a, a huge major thanks to Neat, our oh, yes. one of our original sponsors. Neat. Um, Neat's just really good. Been with us this entire time, mm-hmm. this entire uh, journey. Yeah. And yeah. All right, so I think that's going to do it for today, and we will send Alex and Dennis your way next time. This has been the Fellowship of the Boyd podcast, and um, from me, Carter, and Jared. Um, we'll see you later.